Welcome to The Lens, hosted by Catalysis, where we get a glimpse inside healthcare organizations that are transforming to a culture of improvement to deliver continually higher value outcomes for patients, staff, and communities. Visit createvalue.org for more information about Catalysis. Welcome back to The Lens. I'm your host, Peter Maria Hazi. Today, we have Dr. John Toussaint, the Executive Chairman of the Catalysis Board of Directors. Much of John's work with healthcare systems focuses on bringing the directors along in a continuous improvement journey who may not have specific healthcare experience. John talks to us today about the importance of engaging the board of directors in improvement work. John, it's been a while since you've been on the lens. Thank you for joining us today and sharing the catalysis community. Absolutely happy to be here and uh, hopefully we can add some value today. Great. And, and I feel confident most of the listeners are going to be familiar with you and your work, but update us on what you've been really focusing on lately as you've kind of evolved in improvement. Well, I think we're really trying to figure out where the whole board governance thing fits into the journey. And, uh, and that's why, that's why we're talking today because I've learned a lot about that over the last few years. And it's clear that it's really important to have the board have a depth of understanding of this organizational excellence journey uh, so that they can support the executive team in, 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 in getting it done. And it's, as we all know, it's not easy. Um, and I think the other area I've been working on is sort of the public policy around what are the types of incentives we need to really make this work for healthcare delivery systems. So we'll be publishing an article next month in a new journal from Health Affairs called The Scholar, uh, in which we describe sort of the future of American healthcare from a from a policy standpoint. That's a that's a huge topic, obviously now, especially coming out of the pandemic and as healthcare systems are strained. So maybe we'll save that for another podcast later on this year. Sounds and, good. As you said, you you've emphasized the board of directors playing a role in transformation to organizational excellence. At what point did you realize there was really a need to get the board involved? Well, I have personal experience with this. Uh, you know, when I was CEO, we did try to get the board involved. But then when I stepped down, we had not done a good enough job from the standpoint of board understanding or board commitment. And so as, as the years went by, the commitment sort of fizzled. Uh, so that's my personal experience. We've certainly seen that in, in other industries. Uh, and so I think it's one of the rate limiting steps for sustainability. If the board doesn't understand the core elements of the organizational excellence journey and actually build into their practices uh, some of the same principles and some of the same practices. So where should, I mean, most of our listeners are healthcare leaders. Where should they start when introducing organizational excellence to their board? I think the best place to start is actually to assess where the board's at. And before you build a plan, you have to understand, you know, where, where the thinking is of the board. And so we've actually developed an assessment for, for this in which we have a series of, of of questions and uh, thoughts that we that we sort of put in front of the board and um, have them rate themselves on some of these things. 
and then have us rate the board on some of those things, which then allows you to have, you know, sort of the gap analysis of where do you think you should start with the board? That, that's great. I mean, we, we, we profess, obviously, getting the current state. Where are you at now? Because you don't know what to work on. So what are some of the board's educational processes and activities they need to follow to help them get up to speed? Yeah, so this is one major bucket of activity, right? Get the board educated. So um, the first step really is for the board to define in writing and practice the role of governance versus management. And that's sort of that's sort of board role 101, right? So we want to understand what the board's role is, what management's role is. Um, I think that the board does have some very specific uh, roles in, um, in understanding how the organizational excellence process works. So have we involved them in, for example, setting a clear set of top level metrics like True North for quality, safety, cost, patient satisfaction. Again, that's part of sort of the education here is we want them to be involved in uh, helping to create what those core top level metrics are. And then um, the other thing that I think is important is that, that the board really help with, with management to reevaluate the strategic direction of the organization. Um, those are all things that from a lean thinking perspective, organizational excellence perspective are really important. Have we defined true north? Have we very specifically defined what the strategic initiatives are? Not 50 of them, but you know, three or four. And has the board been involved in that educational process to develop those things? So you use the word governance. How do board governance practices fit into this? What are some things they should be looking at from that perspective? Yeah, so one of the questions I ask is, <clears throat> have board members been trained and participate in at least three GIMBA visits per year? And have they also been trained in how to ask open-ended questions? Um, I think that the other point is we need to get them involved in some sort of educational session uh, around uh, organizational excellence. So have they participated? have all the board members participated in one of those types of activities, at least one per year. Um, I think one of the other things that can be important here is that, you know, our board members actually offered opportunities to tour uh, organizations, to tour best practice organizations. Some, uh, some people have taken their boards to places like AutoLeave or Toyota. Uh, as a way to actually build the thinking. Um, in terms of the actual practice, governance practices, are the board, is the board um, reviewing management A3s? Do they even know what an A3 is? Uh, have they been, uh, you know, uh, introduced to A3 thinking as a way to actually have, have a conversation and understanding whether you're winning or losing? Uh, on those core top level metrics. And then also, I think it's important that the board has some very specific uh, written um, activities around what the ideal behaviors 
for um, uh, the practice of governance are. So is there sort of a board code of conduct, so to speak, uh, related to you know, their role as, um, as governors of, of, of healthcare organizations? So is it true that many times, a kind of a tangent question is, many of the board of directors members are leaders in the community that may have served on other, for example, nonprofit boards, volunteer, things like that. But this, is, this can be a very, very different environment for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I've worked with many board members over the year, years that say this is one of the more interesting things that they do, mainly because they don't ever get to do it anywhere else uh, in, in their professional lives. But that's a two-edged sword because they don't know what they don't know. That's why I think it's really important that um, that they that they actually define, you know, uh, what the what the ideal behaviors are for acting as uh, a board of governors for an organization that's on the organizational excellence journey. Well, and we have a lot of movement going on, right? Not only. Uh, organically within a board, you have new members coming on and going off and, and you're, as you said, documenting the behaviors helps with that orientation and bringing it to speed quickly. But the board is responsible for succession planning of the board. And as importantly, the CEO, what are some steps important in that work for them specifically? Well, I think it's, it's key that, that there's a process to uh, onboard new members uh, to the improvement methodology that, um, you know, that organizational excellence is. Uh, it is a methodology and, and people that are coming on new need to, to you know, uh, be oriented to that. Um, I think that uh, um, it's important also from the standpoint of, of succession that, um, uh, that the board has a system to assure that board member succession planning includes questions regarding the potential member's willingness to learn the lean method or to learn, you know, the improvement practices. So um, there's examples that, you know, these questions uh, are are really important from from the perspective of determining culturally whether a board member is going to fit into this idea of an improvement culture. So, you know, traditional top-down management um, uh, folks aren't, aren't going to be the types of people that you want on these boards. You're going to want folks that are much more into PDSA thinking, much more into asking uh, open-ended but difficult questions of management. And so you need to have a system in which that succession of the new board members is is clearly defined from the standpoint of the of the uh, of the behavioral expectations and and in many organizations the board is kind of many times sequestered if you will and has this little pocket and and what you're talking about is much more involvement so how is the board involvement in the improvement for the system seen and what's it exemplified as well i think that um um one of those things is that they regularly uh, identify areas for improvement uh, in governance practices. So once they understand what an improvement system is, um, then are they practicing that same kind of improvement 
activity at the level of governance. One of the ways to assure that is to actually have them go see, um, go to the gimbo in the organization that's actually applying the these principles. Um, they will quickly recognize the fact that the team members are are focused on on daily improvement, and so I think it's important for them to begin to um, start to to uh, uh, put some of those same concepts in, in, in play with, with their work at the governance level. And I see that uh, manifested by, I, you know, if, if I were going to evaluate uh, a board, I would see that manifested by at least one com committee practicing some type of organizational excellence thinking in their governance activities. So, um, you know, whether it's PDSA, whether it's Pareto analysis of, of board problems. I think the committees of the board should be practicing some of these same concepts that um, that they that they that they see at the gimba when they do when they do go to the gimba. Um, and the, the other thing I think is really important is to to make it visual. So, you know. Lots of times you get a, a board packet that's 150 pages long, and it's like, who is really actually going to look at that? So what we really need to do is make those those key metrics, what we call true north metrics, visual in the boardroom to have visualization of the key strategies through an A3. I'm not talking about a massive amount of visual management. I'm talking about the core elements of that top level um, governance uh, activity. And uh, that might be, you know, four or five visuals that every month or however often the boards meet, they're actually evaluating uh, performance and they're identifying specific ideas that could help them improve their role uh, in governance. So you've been able to go back to organizations and, and obviously on this podcast in particular and what Catalysis talks about is, is making progress and continuous improvement. So how do you know, what, what do you see if they're making progress? What, what jumps out at you? Well, I, I, again, I think if we go back to the visualization of performance, I mean, the only reason that we would um, think about the methodology of organizational excellence is to improve performance, to improve performance on patient satisfaction, on patient safety, on you know cost, on um, quality performance. Uh, so they ought to see in fairly simple you know run chart terms that the organization is improving uh, on the core uh, metrics that they've established. If that's not true, then they're partially responsible for improvement. So why aren't we, you know, achieving our our goal of reducing harm? Why aren't we achieving our goal of improving costs? Why aren't we achieving, you know? And if we're using PDSA thinking, then it's like, okay, you know, let's understand background and current state. Let's understand you know, what our goals are, what the problem is we're trying to solve, what, how do we analyze that problem? What are the countermeasures? I mean, it's, it's all about A3 thinking. 
Um, and when when that is applied at the at the governing level, uh, we can see improvement in organizational performance. Now, the the bigger question is how do we know whether the whether the trustees or the governors are actually improving? And I, I think that's a more interesting question. But I think that that the that the board needs the boards need to uh, set some goals for themselves, right? So, um, what are specific goals that you that you want to accomplish over the next year? Do how are we going to um, better serve the organization from a finance committee standpoint, from a quality committee standpoint? What are the things that we need to do as board members? so that um, we can streamline the, um, the board meetings to focus more on strategy and improvement rather than, you know, get into the details of uh, uh, 7,000 line items on the finance sheet. One of the biggest problems I ha have observed is, the, is, is that boards want to get too much into the detail, specifically, specifically the financial detail, because that's what they understand. When in fact, what they should be focused on is strategy and improvement. So what are those key goals for the board on strategy and improvement? And are, are, we, actually, um, are we actually achieving those goals? John, you've got a great, unique perspective. You've seen this done with and without the board's involvement. What are some key lessons you've learned that you can share with, with the listeners? Well, I think I've always said that you have to start where with your span of control. So just because the board doesn't understand this methodology doesn't mean that you can't practice the principles of organizational excellence in your department. Doesn't mean you can't practice the principles in, of organizational excellence at the executive level. Uh, doesn't mean that you can't practice the principles of organizational excellence when you're taking care of a patient as a clinician. So you have to put it in perspective, you know, where's your span of influence, go after that span of influence and improve things. But if we're talking about the CEO, the CEO is the direct connection to the board. And I think it's the CEO's responsibility to uh, outline and provide some of the things that I've discussed uh, for the board. And actually in some way, it's kind of a reverse accountability system. It's like the CEO is gonna hold the board responsible for learning rather than the board holding the CEO responsible for, for performance. It goes both ways. And when that happens, when there's that you know, relationship where the CEO can actually work with the board to learn, understand, improve their governance practices, then it works. And um, when that relationship doesn't exist, the problem is, and the outcome is, that the organizational excellence journey is not sustained. And I think that's that's why it's so important for um, for executive teams and CEOs in particular to take this seriously and to actually build the systems required for these boards, both from a succession standpoint, an education standpoint, an improvement standpoint, governance standpoint, so that um, you know the board is prepared when the CEO leaves to make the right decision about the next CEO. Because when it all boils down, it's really about, you know, sustaining, and that's all about succession planning. And if the board doesn't understand what the organization's going through, then the recruiters will come in and show them all of these lovely faces, and they'll pick somebody that doesn't have a clue. 
and that is the that's the biggest tragedy uh, of 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 all of this. So that's why really getting the board engaged and keeping them engaged with these systems is so critical. So so you're really talking about a governance level coaching up. I mean, it's it's a different concept for many people in terms of that coaching up to the board level from the CEO and C-suites. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and it's really assessing where the board's thinking is. The other, the other thing is, I think what I've seen over the years in different organizations is if you have uh, one of your board members that actually does understand this methodology, it's really important um, because they can explain why the CEO would be saying what he or she is saying um, because they have experience, you know, in understanding the method. So that's another thing to keep in mind is can we find someone from industry in our community or you know wherever uh, that actually understands the method so it can be a, a another conduit as a as a quote coach unquote for the rest of the board john thank you so much for taking the time with us and sharing your perspective and experiences with the community you're welcome and thank you all for listening Check out createvalue.org slash workshops to learn more about offerings from Catalysis on board development, other topics for learning more about continuous improvement in healthcare. Stay tuned for more episodes designed to help healthcare leaders support their organizations on a journey to organizational excellence. Thank you for listening. Visit catalysis.org to learn more about Catalysis and how we can inspire you to accelerate change in your organization.